0: Hey, it's Sigrid, and I'm so happy to see you again after two weeks. Don't forget, there's an awesome community of listeners at lesbianromantic.com. You can meet fellow romantics, talk to them, and you get early access to the next episode and script excerpts. So go check it out at lesbianromantic.com. Welcome to the Lesbian Romantic Podcast, This is The Taste of a Smile, Part 28, Cold Stuff. Lex's knuckles were white from holding on to the chair. The doctor's assistant had just popped outside for a minute to get some bagels. She had offered to bring Lex something, but Lex had declined with a tired groan. Just the thought of food made her stomach turn. She hadn't been able to eat anything since yesterday afternoon. That's when whatever was happening to her had begun. It had started with a queasy stomach. Lex had shrugged it off and skipped dinner. By sunset, though, Lex couldn't get up without losing her balance. A night of sleep hadn't helped. When Lex had tried to get out of bed early this morning, the floor had seemed to slide away from under her feet. After catching her breath for a few minutes, Lex had given it another try. This time, she had managed to stumble into her living room. There, instead of switching on the coffee machine as planned, she had let herself fall onto the couch. The hair on her neck had been damp. This was when she had started to get worried. Half an hour later, with no improvement, Lex had had to admit to herself that it was time to call Dr. McMillan. She had had the same family doctor her whole life, and she didn't know who else to call. Now, sitting in his waiting room, Lex was surprised she had managed to make it here. She guessed she could have made things a bit easier on herself by asking someone to accompany her. Someone to lean on, literally. There were only two people she could think of. Hannah and Mary. Calling Hannah had been out of the question. Her cousin already had enough on her plate with Lucille. It had taken Lex a bit longer to decide against calling Mary, though. Lex had been looking forward to seeing Mary all day on Sunday. She ached to hear Mary's voice, to feel her comforting touch. But she could hardly ask Mary to drop everything and come hold her hand. They didn't know each other that well. So Lex had sent Mary a quick message instead to tell her she couldn't make it into work this morning. She would send another message with more information as soon as the doctor had told her what was wrong with her. Lex slowly straightened her back, wincing. She had no idea how long she had been sitting here. She was too tired to grab her phone from her pocket to check the time. Electra. A loud voice boomed. Please do come in. Lex's head snapped to the side. Everything around her instantly started moving. Fuck. She muttered, placing her feet wide apart. No, no, Dr. McMillan said, walking over. I'm sure your mother wouldn't approve of that language. Lex took in a shaky breath. My mother isn't here. He chuckled and (laughs) placed a hand on her shoulder. Let me help you up. With the doctor's arm around her, Lex felt a bit less uncertain. She leaned into him and let him guide her into his office and onto the examination table. The room smelled of his aftershave and Lex found it oddly calming. There you go, MacMillan said, grabbing her shoulders as she settled onto the table. Lex looked up at him with a grateful smile. The doctor's hair had turned completely white since the last time she had seen him. It made him look less stern. His brown eyes were as sharp as ever, though. I feel off balance, Lex blurted out, eager for him to fix this. He smiled. I can see that. He held his finger in front of her eyes. Follow my finger. He moved it to the left and right. Does the room start moving again? No, Lex said, shaking her head. Another mistake. The examination table soon felt like the deck of a ship on Rocky Sea. Okay, it does now. Lex groaned, tightening her grip on the table until things calmed down. Right, the doctor said. I'm pretty sure what's going on, but let me check your vitals first. He picked up his stethoscope from a nearby table. Are you still a workaholic? He quipped. Lex looked away. McMillan frequented the same golf club as her parents. Had he not heard about her fall from grace? She found that hard to believe. No, I have a new job and cut back on my hours. He pointed at her shirt. Lex pulled it up. Careful, cold stuff coming up, he said and winked. Lex couldn't help but smile a little. Macmillan had said that exact same thing to her since she was a toddler. She didn't giggle like she used to when he placed his stethoscope on her chest, though. All right, he mumbled and straightened. Can you take off your shirt for a moment? I need to take your blood pressure. Lex did as told, making sure she didn't make any sudden moves this time. McMillan attached the cuff to her arm and started pressing the bulb. Lex focused on her breathing while she waited for the cuff to inflate and deflate. "'Your blood pressure is a bit high,' the doctor commented, pulling at the Velcro. Lex frowned. "'I guess I've not been eating as healthy as I should have lately.' He nodded, putting the device back in its place. "'What about stress?' "'Stress?' Lex asked and rubbed her upper arms." He nodded at her t-shirt. You can put that back on. Lex grabbed her shirt and slowly pulled it back over her head. So, Macmillan continued. Have you been stressed lately? Lex pursed her lips. It was a bit of a silly question, wasn't it? She had been stressed her whole adult life. It was part of what she did. Or used to do. I'll take that as a yes, Macmillan said. Lex protested. No, I'm fine. I hit a bump in the road a while back, but that's all behind me now. The doctor lifted his chin. Your body says otherwise. What? No, it must be the burgers and fries. He chuckled. Those don't help, but I doubt they're causing your vertigo. Vertigo? Lex asked, scratching her lower arm. Macmillan nodded. Yeah, the tiny particles in your inner ear are no longer properly aligned. That's why you feel like everything is spinning. I might be able to make you feel better, but we won't know for sure until I try. What will you do? Lex asked, already dreading the answer. I'm going to throw you around a bit, he said with sparkling eyes. Even if it does help, you're going to have to take it easy for a while. If you don't, it'll come back fast. Lex sniffed. (laughs) How fast? He shook his head in disbelief. Very fast. Lie down, please. Lex lifted her legs onto the table. The paper tissue on the table rustled near her ear as she put her head down. I want you to stay home and sleep, the doctor said. No work and no burgers and fries. I can skip the burgers, but I have to go to work, Lex replied, resting her hands on her unsteady stomach. I doubt you will want to. Move up a little so you can rest your head in my hands, please. Lex swallowed and shifted her position. McMillan's hands kept the back of her head. Okay, this might make you more nauseous at first. We'll talk about work once I'm done. Lex frowned. She thought she heard someone knocking on a door. It didn't make sense, though. She was at the gym, and there was no door anywhere near her. Looking down, Lex discovered she was wearing her pajamas on the treadmill. She looked around, embarrassed. There was no one else in the space with her. A doorbell rang several times. Lex grabbed the side of the treadmill, wanting to get off but stumbling in the process. Fuck, she cursed. The sound of her voice woke her up with a start. Her eyes flicked left and right. She was in her living room, not at the gym. The blinds were down, but the sunlight peeked through anyway. Lex blinked a few times. How long had she been asleep? She rubbed her temples, grimacing. The doorbell rang again, followed by a loud knock on the door. Lex? Someone yelled. Lex immediately recognized the voice. Her eyes widened and she forced her legs off of the couch. She waited for the floor to start moving. It didn't. Macmillan's strange manipulations must have worked after all. Coming, she said, but her voice was barely louder than a whisper. She cleared her throat. throat) Coming, she managed to yell just as the doorbell rang again. Lex stumbled through the room. The nauseating dizziness was gone, but she still felt pretty miserable. She rubbed the sore muscles in her neck before reaching for the lock of her front door. She saw that she hadn't locked it properly. That didn't surprise her much. She had barely been able to put one foot in front of the other when she had gotten home. After the things Macmillan had made her do, like let herself fall on her side, Lexa's face had turned green. She had no longer protested when the doctor had told her to go home and get some sleep. Getting back to her apartment had taken forever. The cab had been stuck in traffic. Lex had barely been able to sign for the fee. The driver had offered to help her get to the elevator and she had accepted. Lex wasn't quite sure how long ago she had collapsed onto the couch. She did now remember that she had sent Mary a short message and then had switched off the sound of her phone. Lex wrinkled her nose. Turning off her phone hadn't been smart. It was probably the reason she now had someone banging on her door to check in on her. She just wished it was someone else. Lex finally opened the door reluctantly. Her mother's cheeks were unusually red and she had clearly been running her hands through her otherwise perfectly styled hair. For heaven's sake, Lexi, she said, shaking her head. What is going on? This was part 28 of The Taste of a Smile. A huge thank you from the bottom of my heart to all the listeners who have supported the creation of this episode. The Lesbian Romantic is a listener-supported show, and your contributions are vital to keeping me going, so thank you. Find out more about how you can support the show at lesbianromantic.com forward slash support. Okay, that's all for this week looking forward to seeing you on the community or on this podcast channel in two weeks. Bye. Treat yourself to all the stories as they are meant to be experienced. Intense, immersive, and with all the bells and whistles. The Bells and Whistles Theater is a unique, intimate, and immersive experience for 100 fans of the lesbian romantic. Be the first to know, read, or listen. As a theater member, you will enjoy new releases weeks or even months before anyone else does. Go to patreon.com, that's patreo ncom com slash lesbianromantic to check if there's a seat available today. I want to welcome everyone personally, so these seats are rolling out slowly until they are fully booked, and then the theater is sold out. So make sure if you want to join, you don't miss out, and go check if there's a seat available today. Patreon.com Patreon. slash plus romantic. romantic.